You're going to know how he's feeling and what he's thinking and what he's going through if he's your friend, right? If you have a friend, you tell your friend what's happening. Hello there. This is Vision Eternity Ministries. My name is Lee Klein. I am so excited you're here today. Jesus is always giving us revelation knowledge. He's teaching us how to be ready to confidently stand before him that day. And right now, he's separating the sheep from the goats. He's separating us of those who who love him from those who don't. Those who are faking it to those who are not. And even if you're not aware of what you're doing, he wants you to know that today too. He, he's, he knows what he's doing and we have to listen to him. We have to learn from him. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for telling us, telling us things to come, reminding us of the things you said and putting it out there, the truth. We want to receive truth. We want to know. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. John 15, 15, I do not call you servants any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you my friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. I have revealed to you everything I have learned from him. So today we're going to learn how to be his friend. John 15, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away. He trims off, takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more richer and more excellent fruit. So he's telling us about himself and his relationship with the Father. Then he goes on to say to his disciples, You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you, the teaching, teachings I have discussed with you. And so he's teaching the word, and, and that cleans us. It cleanses us when we receive it. And that's what he's saying. You were cleansed. I taught you this stuff. You received it. You're still following me. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in, being vitally united to the branch, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. You can't bear fruit unless we abide in him. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me, and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire, and they are burned. And so the only way to, only way to bear fruit is to be united with him. And he, he cleanses us with the word. So all the dead in our life is cleansed as we learn the word, as he teaches us. And so he said, if you live in me, uh, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Have you ever wondered why you're asking and it's not happening? 
He said in verse 7, If you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, and it'll be done for you. So it, if, you're, if you're not abiding, if he's not remaining in you, if you're drifting off, then you can't ask whatever you will, and it'll be done for you. When you bear much fruit, my Father's honored and glorified, and you show and prove to be true followers of mine. Now, why would he say that? When you bear much fruit, when you ask whatever you will, when you are representing him, then, then, and only then, are we proving to be true followers of his. Otherwise, we are really just faking it. We're hypocrites. We're not doing it. We're just acting it. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love and continue in his love with me. If you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in me. So keeping his commandments is abiding in him. Keeping his instruction. and. You will abide in my love and live on in it, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live in his love. I have told you these things. See, this isn't, this isn't just to dictate to you and tell you what to do and what not to do because he's God. First of all, he's saying, this is how my relationship is with my Father. And I'm providing the same relationship with you because I'm telling you this because my joy and delight may be so that my joy and delight may be in you. So joy comes from it. Delight comes from it. Happening, happiness, peace, well-being, clarity in mind, knowing who you are. Him abiding in you is the best thing ever. So I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness may be full measure, complete and overflowing. To be overflowing with joy, not to be walking around. What am I going to do? What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? How's this going to turn out? Um, everybody pray for me. I, I have this wrong with me and I need God to do something. And really what you're saying is you're not sure because you're not abiding. We got to be sure. We got to be true followers of his. We have to have fruit. The word says a double-minded man won't receive anything from the Lord. And if you're his friend, then you're going to know. You're going to know. He's going to be sharing with you who he is. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love. No one has shown stronger affection than to lay down and give up his life for his friends. And so there's more to it than that. There's more to it. So to, to be his friend really is him abiding in you and you being in agreement with him. And when that happens, when that happens, 
what you're doing is giving up your life for him. Because getting a little ahead of myself, the world isn't going to like you as they didn't like him. And so when you come in agreement with him, when he abides in you and you abide in him, you're going to be his friend, but you might lose some friends as well. People aren't going to like you because the truth isn't, isn't always something somebody wants to hear. So I don't call you servants any longer, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. He told you what was happening with him and his father. He, he, he's telling us. And it, and it goes deeper than that. Like, you're going to know how he's feeling and what he's thinking and what he's going through if he's your friend, right? If you have a friend, you tell your friend what's happening. We only just have so much here. And lately he's been showing me that I'm reading between the lines because he's filling it in. Because I'm his friend. You know, because I'm thinking about Lord, no, no one else has said this. It's my revelation. It's what he showed me. And the persecution that comes just from knowing what someone else doesn't know is harsh. It's not fun. And so as just being human, you look for, well, has anyone else heard this? Or is it just me? And why is it just me? And he's saying, he's saying, because you're my friend. So I was on the boardwalk one day. He keeps bringing this to my mind. I was on the boardwalk one day, and I was asking him just this thing. Like, I wasn't asking what I will, and it was being done. But before that, it was. He was doing it. And I said, why, Lord, what's happening? And he said, if you really want to know, meet me here tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. And I'm going to read on, keeping that in mind. Okay, so you are my friends if you keep doing the things which I command you. I don't call you my servants any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you my friends because I've made known to you everything that I've heard. So he was making known to the disciples everything he heard from his father. I've revealed everything to you. And then he said, you have not chosen me, but I, chose, I have chosen you. I've appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit. Keep on bearing that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain abide. So whatever you ask in my name, as presenting all that I am, I may give it to you. That your fruit may be lasting. That's what I command you, that you love one another. If the world hates you, know that. It hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would treat, you, would treat you with affection, and it would love you as its own. Sometimes I go through these, or I had been going through this, where I didn't feel loved anymore by my family and um, 
people that I thought were my friends. And Jesus is saying it's because. It's because of me. And so really what we're doing to be his friend is laying down this life for him. Remember I told you a servant is not greater than his master. He's not superior to him. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. If, if you. if they kept my word and obeyed my teaching, they also keep and obey yours. But they will do this to you, inflict all the suffering on you because of you bearing my name and, and for my account. For they do not know or understand the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their son. If he had not accomplished among them the works, which no one else ever did, they would not be guilty of sin. But the fact is, now that they have both seen and have hated me, and they, ha they have both seen these works and have hated both me and my father. They hated him without cause. People don't want to know or do the truth. That day on the boardwalk, he said, if you really want to know, do you really want to know? And of course, I wanted to know. I want to know the truth. I don't want to have seen and hated him. I don't want to have seen and not looked. I don't want to be guilty of sin knowing what he did. And he said, I knew you'd be here. I knew you'd be late, he said to me, but I knew you'd be here. Are you going to be there? Are you looking at the word for truth? Do you want to be his friend? Or do you want to be guilty? He wants to know, do you want to be his friend? Do you know what he's thinking, what he's feeling? Do you want to be held accountable for the sin that you walk in every day? Would you show up on the boardwalk? If you really want to know, I'll tell you. That's what he's saying, if you really want to know. I like being God's friend. I like knowing things. Even if it's something I don't want to hear. I want to know the truth. Because that truth sets us free. Free from devastation. Free to just receive. Ask anything you want and he's going to do it. Because you care. Because you're his friend. He said, I don't call you servants anymore because I trust you. You know what's happening with me, and you still love me. He said that to me one day, you still love me. As you put all this aside, which is what he's doing, will you give it up for me? 
What if they don't like you anymore? What if they persecute you? Are you ready for that? Do you still want to know? Do you still seriously want to be his friend? Or you just want to have eternal life and skip all the in-betweens? Oh, I don't want to know. I just want to be there the day. Many don't even know. They hope so. That when they stand before them that day, that he'll receive them. They hope so. Because they don't know him. They're not his friend. Do you love me? Or don't you? He's separating the sheep from the goats. Those who love him and those who don't. And if you love him, you're going to want to know. You're going to want to know the truth. You're going to want to know what he's feeling, what he cares about. What is he doing every day? Who's he thinking about? He's not going to tell his servants that. If you don't know that, then you're still a servant. You don't know what your master's doing. You're just going through the motions. How many people just go to church because it makes them feel better about themselves? I went to church. I did what I needed to do. I didn't agree with everything I heard, or they made me feel good. And, you know, they told me I didn't have to be without sin. And so I like that church because I got to sin. Everybody sins. But Jesus is saying not. Do you really want to know the truth? Or do you just want to be comfortable? Are you ready to give up this life to enter into eternal life? Are you still hanging on to it? Do you got to have that one friend or that one family member? Or will Jesus be more important to you? Do you love him? He said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And obeying him is really believing him. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that who would ever believe in him, obey him, would not perish but have eternal life. And people look at that and just think, oh, okay, I believe. You can't just believe. You can't just say you believe without him dwelling in you. If you care about him, you're going to do what he, you're going to care about what he thinks and you're going to do what he tells you to do. Whether your flesh likes it or not, you're just going to do it. He knows best. He's taking care of you. If you don't do what he's telling you to do, really, the enemy has a hold on you. So how do you know if God is your friend? How intimate are you with him? that he would tell you everything his father told him. You know, if, if you have a friend and you know they don't care about you, you don't tell them everything about yourself. It's just a surface conversation. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? And that's about as far as it goes. And then sometimes 
I find myself in a situation. They asked me a question and um, I thought they cared about me. So I was revealing and, and they get quiet. And maybe even looking past me, not listening to me. They don't care. They don't care about me. And Jesus knows if you care about him or not. He knows if you, you just want to um, get out of going to hell. He knows if you're faking it. He knows what you're doing. You can't hide it from him. And he wants you to know that today. And he wants you to be, he wants you to be his friend. He doesn't want you serving in the kingdom without knowing what you're doing. You know, lots of people say, I'm serving. But what's happening behind the scenes? You know, in church, I'm serving. This is what I do, serve. But what's happening behind the scenes? I know I said that twice. But really, what's going on? What's going on? Does Jesus know? Of course he knows. Are you his friend? Does he tell you everything? Can he interrupt your day, your church service? Can he come into your life and, and change things? Will you let him? Or would you not even hear him? When your friend isn't listening, or who you thought was your friend, you just stop telling them. You just keep having this surface conversation. Even though they are thinking and saying something different than you are, they're thinking that they're your friend and you're thinking, no, you're not. I see through you. Jesus is coming. We got to be ready. And you got to give him a chance. You got to care. You have to want to know. You have to want to know. If you really want to know, be here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. If you really want to know the truth, I will tell you. I'm only going to tell you a little at a time. So you can know where you're at. He already knows where you're at. He knows whether you're going to obey him or not. He knew I was going to show up. He said, I knew you'd be here. Are you ready to hear the truth now? Are you done just living your life and forgetting about me? Just going through the motions? Can we have a real relationship here now? Are you doing all the talking and he's doing the listening? Or do you listen? When you listen, when you let him cleanse you, you're just going to know that you're healed. You're just going to know things to come. You're going to already know. The enemy won't be able to fool you. He won't be able to scare you. Because you're friends with Jesus. And your friend's not going to let you down. You already have this conversation. So unless you're, you're ditching him every day, then you're going to know. 
You know he's going to be there for you. And if you're breaking, you're 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 breaking your friendship in any way, he's going to let you know, like he did me that day. Hey, if you really want to know how I'm feeling, what's happening, what's going on, let's talk. And he's giving you that chance before he comes. If you're not asking whatever you will, if it's not being done for you, then ask him what's going on. Why isn't this happening? Why am I so anxious? Why don't I feel you? How come I don't know? Let him tell you. Let him correct you. You can't do anything without him. Let's pray. Agree with me in prayer. Jesus, we want to be your friend. We want to know what you're thinking and how you're feeling. We're ready to listen and stop life being all about us. We're ready to lay down this life to be friends with you. Even friendships and things or things or whatever is in the way. We lay it down to be friends with you. To be dwelling in you and you dwelling in us. So that you can do that work in us. Cleanse us. Cut off the dead branches that we have in our lives. We're willing. We lay it down for you. You're more important to us than anything else. I don't want to worry anymore, Lord. I just want to rest and have peace and knowing that I can ask whatever I will and it'll be done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you and praise you. I sure hope you pray that prayer. If you never have Jesus come live on the inside of you, Revelation 3.20 says, He's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, we're back to that obedience. If you believe, if you're going to do what he said, if you're going to do what he tells you to do, that which is for your good, by the way, then he's going to live on the inside of you. He's going to be there for you all the time. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's going to dwell in you, him in you, which really is that empowerment for you to lay everything else down. You know, it takes time to get in that relationship with him where you care more about him than someone else. You know, people that you are, were in um, relationship with maybe even all your life, that can change in a second. As soon as you start doing the will of God, like Jesus said, they're, they're not going to like you anymore, some of them. They're not always going to be there for you, as Jesus is. So you got to make that right choice. you got to make that right choice. Choose him. And then, as a friend, He's going to correct you. Your friends tell you the truth, right? So he's going to correct you 
so that you can keep dwelling in him and him in you. And so the whole thing works for you, preparing you for eternal life. If he wouldn't correct you, then he would be saying, I don't care. If he wouldn't correct you, you'd be going to hell, which would be him saying he didn't care, but he cares. So he's going to correct you. He's going to tell you the truth. Revelation 3.19. So ask him. Say, come and live, with, come and live in me. I'm going to dwell in you. I'm going to do what you said. I'm going to lay down my old life and live this life for you. I'm going to put it aside because I love you more. And if I don't love you more, help me to get to that place. He's the most wonderful one to love. He'll never leave you. You can count on him. He's amazing. He thinks about you every day. He talks to me about you all the time. These messages are for you. Although I'm blessed as well, they're for you. He's drawing you to himself. He wants you to choose him and have eternal life. He wants you, he wants to be friends with you. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.